0: Welcome back to the Regional Roundup. I'm your host, Jake Foley, and I'm here to give you a weekly recap of the regional MMA scene. I'm considering the regional scene any promotion that isn't the UFC, ACA, Combate Global, Bellator, One Championship, Risen, and PFL. We had another wild week of mixed martial arts, so sit back, grab your lighters, And pour up a cold drink because it is time for your regional roundup. The first talking point of today is one of the most intriguing MMA gyms in the United States. Goat Shed Academy in Miami, Florida is completely taking over the regional scene. Being born and raised in Florida, I enjoy seeing my local regional shows more than anything. You simply can't watch a Florida regional event without having Goat Shed steal all the shine. Owned and operated by Azim Zidi, Goat Shed Academy is the loudest, most entertaining group of prospects. They stole the show once again at Titan FC 70 with dominating wins from Adrian Garcia, Sal Guerrero, Angel Alvarez, and Roybert Echevarria. Goat Shed Academy is stacked with a variety of prospects and even have a Netflix docu-series in the works. If you don't know, now you know. Goat Shed Academy is looking to take over the MMA world. In other news, MMA returned to France this week with MMA Grand Prix 3. No disrespect to the Athletic Commission, but France MMA has been a shit show recently. First off, this fight card was supposed to have 9 fights, until the Athletic Commission scratched 5 fights for reasonings that are not specifically clear. And this seems to be an ongoing trend though, as fights in France tend to always get cancelled for various unknown reasons. MMA Grand Prix 3 went on with 4 fights. I literally blinked and the first 3 fights were over. The first fight was a KO in a minute 18. The second fight was a KO in two minutes. The third fight was a KO in 30 seconds. And we only had four fights total. The fights were fast and the finishes were brutal. But I thought it was weird because all of the previously canceled fights led me to believe that the commission was worried about mismatches. Anyways, the main event starts and the first fighter walks out. The second fighter probably takes about 10 to 15 minutes. No joke, everybody is just waiting for this guy to come out. I don't know if the nerves got to him. I don't know if he got lost. I don't know if he tripped on the way out. I don't know if he thought the fight was starting at a later time. But we were all waiting for this one guy. The other dude's adrenaline's starting to wear off. He's staring in the octagon looking to for what exactly to do. Finally, the second fighter comes out. The fight begins. I believe it was the second round, suddenly the fight stops and people come into the octagon to wipe down the cage from blood and sweat. I understand that it gets super slippery if you don't have the official mats, but it was the middle of the round. Not to mention, one of the fighters looked gassed out at that moment, so the corners are screaming, they take a whole one to two minutes before starting the fight again. It was such a bizarre scene the whole event was just absolute chaos the best description would be an entertaining disaster hundred percent i will be watching their next event but let me tell you you never know what you're going to get from the mma regional scene before we get into this week's awards you can check out titan fc and mma grand prix 3 on ufc fight pass All right, so quick update on the awards. I wanted to make it simpler and quicker, so we're just going to be doing three awards total every week. The first award goes to Best KO, and it's coming out of Titan FC 70, fighting out of the Goat Shed Academy we were talking about before, Roybert Echeverria. He is 25 years old, was 4-0, now advances to 5-0, was taken on Ernest Walls, who's 2-17. and 17. The guy's fought a couple um, familiar names, but no offense to the guy, really just seems more of a stepping stone. Nonetheless, always shows up ready to fight, ready to, to try to get another win, but it was Echevarria's night. He came out fast. In a minute 45, he landed a spinning heel kick, and it was one of those crazy delayed knockouts, kind of like that Shane Burgos. It wasn't as delayed, but there was a second or two. Walls got hit with it. He didn't go completely stiff, but he just kind of like took a step back and wobbled down, dropped. The fight ended, not to mention that Echevarria is also a flyweight that's one of those divisions where you know the top promotions always need more fighters as so you can move a lot faster through the regional scene to the top than let's say a lightweight but Echevarria gets best knockout of the week Titan FC 70 you have to go check out that spinning heel kick Now, moving on to the second award, we have Best Submission. This award's always so tough because is it the most flashy one? Is it the rare submission? It always varies. Is it the moment that they get that submission in? You know, a championship fight, let's say a minute left, they've been losing the whole fight. Anyway, Best Submission this week comes out of FEC87, one of my favorite promotions, always getting some of the best young talent out of Africa, Vince Bembe. He got a first round finish by Von Fluchoke. Oh, if you haven't seen a Von Fluchoke, it's one of those things that if you are not super experienced watching MMA, you won't even realize it's happening till the guy either goes to sleep or taps. But it's a blood choke, pretty much, the shoulder puts all the pressure from top position right into it, cuts off the circulation, And there's nothing you can do. It's so sneaky. It's so so sneaky. And one of the best guys uh, that did this is Ovin St. Preux in the UFC. I mean, I think he had four or five Von Flu chokes. And this submission is kind of like an Ezekiel choke in an essence of it's not being used enough in MMA. Never mind at the top levels like the UFC and stuff, but the regional scenes. Some of these guys, especially on the lower, lower regional scenes and, you know, some uh, international countries, you can really get a lot of wins from this just by being in the top position. Somebody's worried about just trying to get out and they don't realize slowly... Boom! They can't breathe because of the blood choke and the fight is over. I think it's still very underutilized. Not by Bembe, though, as he pulled out an amazing submission at EFC 87. It was actually his pro debut, too, so we'll be on the lookout for him moving forward. And finally, the last award goes to best event of the week. This week... It goes to Open Fighting Championship 6. You'd be really surprised that they've only had, um, you know, less than 10 events because they put on such a good show. First off, it's easy access. You can get it right on YouTube. They have the English translation, so it's really easy to figure out who's fighting who. That might not sound like the biggest problem, but when you're dealing with some of these regional cards, it can be one of the hardest aspects of the whole thing. And they always put together good matchups, good young prospects going up against other good prospects. No fight is really a give me, which I do enjoy watching. This fight card also featured a BMF title fight that ended in only 50 seconds. One of the guys had... Hadn't fought in like three years. The other guy was like 0-3 and and man they came out like some BMFs There was some tension the crowd was going crazy for it and ending in 50 seconds. That's a real BMF fight right there Not to mention there was 14 total fights and 12 of them ended by finish. So it was moving really fast Um, just flowed very well didn't take eight hours to knock out 14 fights and very exciting finishes Top to bottom, I truly enjoyed this card and was able to discover some new interesting prospects. You can re-watch this event on YouTube for free, so go check it out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to end the episode on the best part of the week, the three prospects to watch. We're going to get right on into it. First off, Angel Alvarez. He's fighting out of the Goat Shed Academy, 26 years old. He's a featherweight. Um, just beat a really tough opponent in James Hay at Titan FC 70. He was 2-0 as an amateur. And moving forward, this guy has a lot of power. He's very smart. And thus far, he simply just bullied his opponents, which wasn't as impressive to me. I wanted to see more from him. But when you go up against a guy like James Hay, who's, a, like I said, a very talented prospect, and you still bully through your way through that to a win, this guy's for real And if he even ends up at bantamweight, he will be an even bigger problem. But he's already cutting so much weight, I think he'll be fine at featherweight. With that goat shed a team, cannot wait to see what's next from Angel Alvarez. Moving forward, we talked about him before. He had the best KO of the week, Roybert Echeverria. Just to give you a little refresher, 25 years old. He's now 5-0, fighting out of that goat shed academy. He's a flyweight, which UFC, Bellator everyone needs flyweights and this guy he's just so patient and it's kind of we're seeing a similar pattern from a lot of these guys at a goat shed they're very patient they're very smart good fight IQ but so powerful that you simply can just get out athleticized I don't even think that's a real word but they just simply have such great athleticism and when you put that with a good Fight IQ and good game planning coming from the great coach at uh, Gochad. You have some really dangerous fighters, and they're continuing to dominate Echeverria and Alvarez. These guys don't take on easy opponents. I can't wait to see what's moving, what's going to happen moving forward for them. The final prospect to watch—you may have heard of him already—but it is flyweight Christian the Hawaiian Punch Natividad. He was five and zero as an amateur. 4-0 as a pro. He got his last win this last weekend at LFA 110, and this dude is a killer. He is simply too fast and too explosive to not be a threat at flyweight. Um, At this point, I think it's just a matter of time till he ends up on the contender series or he just gets a shot in the UFC. But for now, looking forward to him, uh, his next fight, because he always puts on a show. And... He doesn't just um, beat his opponents or get explosive finishes. He breaks down his opponent over decisions. And that is what is the um, difference maker for him. And that is your three prospects of the week. Angel Alvarez, Christian Natividad, and Roybert Echeverria. Go put them on your spreadsheets. Go check out their highlights. Because these guys might make a huge impact one day in the UFC, Bellator, any of the top promotions. That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you for joining me for another regional roundup. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram at JFO talk till next time. Adios amigos.